Praise the Lord. Thank you for those kind words, Pastor. Better words than what my other son-in-law has ever given me. <laughs> we know who that was, don't we? The only one. <laughs> it was our last pastor, too. Amen. I don't know if, if I had any more daughters. I don't know if we, I could go through any more son-in-law pastors or not. <laughs> but anyway, no, I, I thank God for both of them. I, I really do. They have uh, come a long way. And I thank God that they are serving the Lord and they are an example to their families and uh, their friends and to God and they uh, I don't have to worry about them beating on my daughters talking about button heads My, it's good to be old because the older you get the thicker skull you have amen <laughs> but I don't have to worry about them beating my children my grandbabies I don't have to worry about them coming home and in a drunken stupor and bringing fear in their lives. I thank God for them. I thank God that they have been raised in the Pentecostal heritage and makes it, makes it uh, a lot easier, amen. I don't know. I think these guys had a, had a fear of me. I don't know. Because I know when I was gone, they was there. I heard they would be there. <laughs> Seemed like when I was home, I didn't see them around much. <laughs> Especially Josh. I don't know that big guy. He <laughs> what is he, 6'5"? <laughs> I think he still had, I, I put the fear of him. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, I thank God for them, and I'm thankful that uh, I'm serving under uh, under our pastor, my son-in-law. Amen. God bless you. I told you last week we had a good service, though, first, didn't we? We had a good, great service, and I pulled a surprise on you because... I said that was my that was my time. I could do anything I want, and I did. <laughs> I did. We didn't do. We got into the service, and I told. I, I hoped that pastor, our pastor, wouldn't have any more conflicts upon body problems. But <laughs> guess who's back? <laughs> You come back next week, we'll see who may be back, too. <laughs> I know. I'm not prophesying. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise God. But uh, I thank God. I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll, I would preach at the drop of a hat, and I'll even drop provide the hat if I could. Amen. <laughs> No matter how old you get, old preachers, they don't retire. They just refire. Amen. 
And uh, I thank God we've been in the ministry for, well, we've been married 41 years. I've been in the ministry for 45. So together, though, we've been in the ministry, she and I, as husband and wife for 41 years. I could not have asked for a better wife. Things that we've experienced that she could have said, I, I, I can't take it no more. I can't take it no more, but you know these troubles and these trials, just, you know, they're, they're just character builders. They're character builders. They make you strong. They'll either make you weak or they'll make you strong. Amen? Praise God. But uh, I want to say on behalf of our pastor and, and the Elevated Faith Church of God that we are delighted to have all of our guests with us today. And we, yes, give them a hand. And we don't want this to be your last time. And, and uh, if, if, if you don't like one way we treat you, See Pastor Dane. He'll get get them lined out. No, he's kidding. Amen. We want to treat you right. We want to be right. We are what we are. Amen. There's no big eyes, no little use. We are all on the same level. Amen. Praise God. Thank you so much for being here. And you get an opportunity to come back. You see, another thing. You might take the old cowboy out of the saddle but uh he'll still always want to ride and what i'm saying is that uh i'll always have a heart of a pastor i'll always have a heart of a pastor when i was evangelizing i loved it it was adventurous <laughs> you never know what was going to happen in revivals and uh it was a, but I missed something because I was just throwing out the seed. I wasn't watching it grow and develop. And being a pastor, that's a great opportunity to see the see your seed grow. Amen. Praise God. But I still love the fire of an evangelist. And I think that's what we need. We need as pastors, preachers, we need the fire of an evangelist and the heart of a shepherd. Amen. Praise God. If you have the word of God, I'd like for you to turn to the book of Second Kings. I believe I told my brother right. Second Kings, the seventh chapter. If I told you wrong, I'll just read it. <laughs> But we find here that the word of God reads like this in the Old Testament in the, uh, 2 Kings 3 through 5. It says, And there were four, is that the King James Version? I'm going to read from the King James Version. 
And there were four leprous men at the entering in the, of the gate. And they said one to another, Why sit we here until we die? If we say we will enter the city, the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit still here, we die also. Now therefore come and let us fall unto the host of Assyrians. If they save us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall die. And they rose up in the twilight to go unto the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp of Syria, behold, there was no man. I'm going to, the title of my message this morning, I, don't, I hope you never forget, is so simple. The four lepers. Amen. The four lepers. And I want to share with you concerning their lives, their, 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 their status that they, uh, in life that they held, and, and their disappointments and discouragements, and yet their victories also. Amen. We find here, and we, we find here, I want to give you a picture here. You know, it seemed like back in the days of the Old Testament, there were always... Always, they were always fighting. The Philistines or the uh, going to the Hittites, do the Hittites to the Jebusites, and hey, that might be a song. I don't know. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise God. But we have here these four lepers, and we know about the disease of leprosy. Leprosy was a very contagious disease. And as many, some of, as many of you may know, too, that when you had this leprosy, you had to let people know that you was a leper. If you went down, to the, down, down the street, you had to say, leper, leper, leper. You could not touch anyone. Nobody could touch you. You were exiled from your family. You were exiled from your loved ones. You were exiled from your friends. You were on the you were on your own island because of this leprosy. This leprosy was so contagious that it would eat and consume the body parts of of, of, of people, and uh, it, it was a very very bad disease. And we find here that these men here, uh, they, they had leprosy. Uh, did they like it? No. And we, but yet we find here that they were on the uh, outside of the gates of the city of Syria. And we find here that uh, as they, they sit here, I don't know how long they had sat there. It may have been days May have been weeks, may have been a year. I don't know, but they was suffering from this disease for a long, long time. Even one day is a long time to suffer with leprosy. And do you know, even one day, one day spending without your life without God is not a pleasant thing. 
it's not it's it's as bad and as serious as those people those men that had leprosy because what it is they had, because people that has not does not have God they don't know what the real true peace is now i don't believe that these people uh, had leprosy all the all you know from when they was born uh, I believe they had a good life. I believe they had a healthy life, but yet they were plagued with this disease. I look at the Word of God. We all have sinned, and we all have come short of the glory of God. Every one of us was once a sinner. We were born in the nature of sin. And this disease is a serious disease. It's a spiritual disease because it's a disease that se- uh, of sin that separates you from God. It's a, it's a disease that will separate you from the hope of heaven and hell. It's a disease that is a, gives you a life of torment. It's, it brings displeasure. It brings discomfort. Just as these men that had experienced this leprosy, they did not live in the comfort zone. Every day they suffered, and apparently they didn't have anything, any remedy to cure it because they suffered for, again, no telling how long. But there is a remedy for sin. Hallelujah. And that is the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. When he went to the cross. Hallelujah. And when he shed his blood on Calvary, he died for you and he died for me. I thank God for our heroes that have gone and fought for our freedom and that have sacrificed their lives that we could come into the house of God and worship the Lord. Or we can go to and fro as we please. Amen. I thank God for freedom. Every one of us likes freedom. We love our freedom. And I believe that today, my friends, people today that is live that lives without God, they may be they may be able to go to Wally World, or they may be go be able to go to Snooks, or they may go to J.C. Penney. They can go anywhere they want to, and yet it, on the outside it looks like. They're they're free, but on the inside, they are living in bondage. They are in bondage to the powers of Satan, for Satan has controlled their lives. You see, the devil has got people without God right where he wants them because he knows there's going to be a day that you die. And if you die without God, as as sad as it is and it's truthful but you when you die if you without God you will die going to hell People say, oh, how can you judge? I'm not judging because Jesus said, uh, the Bible says that we will know the fruit by the, uh, know them by the fruit that they bear. And Jesus said also, uh, 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 unless a man, unless you repent, uh, you shall, you shall all perish. Amen. Uh, Repent to change your mind, to change your ways, to change your actions, to change your thoughts, to change your attitude, to change to realize that you need to get out of this state 
of complacency. Uh, when you see the devil wants uh, the world to be in a comfort zone, that's where he wants them. He wants them to get wrapped up in the cares of this life. He wants them to get caught up in the joys and the pleasures of this life. But you see, they will only enjoy it for a season. What's a season? I'm not talking about the, the, the four seasons, so, uh, spring, summer, winter, and fall. I'm talking about the life expectancy. You don't know when you're going to die, for the Bible says, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest what day may bring forth. You may get up today. You may have been getting up for 20 years. You may have been getting up for 40 years. And you, what you're doing, you're taking it for granted. Well, I got up yesterday. I'm going to get up or today. I'm going to get up tomorrow. You have no promise of tomorrow. But James said life is like a vapor. It's here today, but it can be gone tomorrow. You have no guarantee. I go by a funeral home, I look, oh, thank God my name's not on that board. Amen. Amen. But you know what? If I did, so what? I know where I'm going. I know where I'm at. Hallelujah. In, in, in the uh, uh, sweet arms of God, in the place called that I'm longing for, a place called heaven. Amen. Uh, hallelujah. You see, the, 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 the devil has had these men right where he wanted them. Uh, and yet they, was, they, they had them right where he, they, he, they, he wanted them, but yet they were so miserable. I remember before I got right with the Lord, I used to pray, Lord, every night. Oh, I prayed every night. I say, Lord, this is all I said, but I'm glad he answered that prayer. I say, Lord, don't let me die tonight because I don't want to go to hell. But you see, I didn't, I, I had a good intention, but I, my motives was really not right either because you see, I did not go completely through uh, with what my heart was telling me, get right with God. Repent, repent, believe, confess, amen. Oh, yeah, I tell you, I, you know, you say life is a gamble. It is a gamble if you don't live without God, friends. Uh, we don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. We don't know. These people here, they, it looked like they had no hope. They were going to die. And they were in a situation because the enemy was on the in, inside of the gates, and they were on the outside and again, remember, I don't know how long it had been since they, um, since, since they had this disease, but, you know, they had to make up their mind. They, and they had to make up their mind. They had to make a decision. You will someday have to need, you will someday have to make a decision. But don't let it be too late. Don't let it be too late. On the judgment day, don't let your ears hear the word say, Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Don't stand before God. He's given people an opportunity to stand before him as a, as, as a saint and not a sinner. 
Amen. If you're guilty, you're guilty. And God's a fair God. He's bearing people's lives uh, daily. Those that don't know God, he's bearing their lives daily so that they can repent. That's a just God. That's a fair God, I'd say. Amen. He spared my life. Oh, yeah. yeah. I did. I, as I said, I prayed, Lord, don't let me die tonight. I don't want to go to hell. Well, he spared my life. But you see, uh, uh, it, that doesn't happen all the time. Death takes no holiday. The death will take the, uh, take the life out of an infant child. It, the death will take, out the, take the life out of a 120-year-old person. Amen. It doesn't, age has no barrier. And death has no respecter of people. And he, death does not care if you're rich. Doesn't care if you're poor. Doesn't care if you're red, yellow, black, and white. It doesn't matter. Death will knock on your door someday. And where will you be? Will you be prepared when the hand of death comes and knocking on your door? My friends, it's here. It's near. Death is near. You don't never know. Don't let it be too late. Are you tired of living in sin? I was tired of living in sin. Many of you that lived in that are serving God, you are you were tired of living in the condition that you were living in. It was not comfortable. It was not a life of pleasure. You may you, you may Remember when you used to walk into the bars, but you didn't know if you was going to walk out. Hello. You may, you may walk down the red light areas of town, but yet that red light did not shine as bright as what you thought it shined. Hello. You'd go... You, you, you may have been addicted to, the, to alcohol or... or dope and things like this you didn't know where you would be you may wake up the next day with a with a headache or even worse may be in jail because you ran into somebody and killed them and you wonder what am i doing here it's sad that i know of a young man he became he was so drunk he killed somebody in a wreck hmm woke up in jail, what am I doing here? Don't you know? No. You had a you wrecked, had an accident and killed somebody. My goodness, what a horrifying experience! A, a mother, a a, a mother or, or a wife having fear of her husband coming home in a drunken stupor getting ready to beat up on getting beat up on our children getting smacked around by their are, are neglected by their mother or smacked around by their father because of the things of uh, the elements of of satan's works the things of this world they call pleasure 
It's not pleasure. It's one big headache. It's one big headache. I remember in a prison, I didn't serve in prison. I worked in a prison. But two young twins, two young men, very handsome, had a life ahead of them. A life ahead of them. A future. And they went out and they'd done some horrible crimes. That's where they're going to live the rest of their lives. A young man gets out of hand because of a temper tantrum. He beats his child so much he kills him. Young men, young women, the spirit of murder, the spirit of rape, the spirit that has destroyed families and hopes and desires it's called a contagious disease, which is sin. These men, they had to make a decision. Are we going to sit here or are we going to just die? They had everything on the inside of the gates. They had food, they had water, they had everything that, that would nourish their body. They had to make a decision. Someday you will have to make a decision. There's going to have to make a decision whether we're going to sit here and die or just get up and go see what we, and just go on if we, either way. But you see, either way we're going to die probably. But you see, the thing is, if you make the choice for God, if you do die, you've got a better place to go. That's the right decision. But if you remain where you're at in sin, that's the worst, worst choice or decision in your life. Because I don't care how much money, I don't care how much grandkids, I don't care how many family, much you love your family and they love you, you still are living in misery. I hope, I'm sure no one has ever been on death row. But I, when I worked for the prison, I would see men on death row. And I thought how horrible it would be to sit in my cell knowing my day's coming. My day's coming. I would want to start making plans to change my life, even in prison. And you know, God can save prisoners. God can change. God can change even the cannibalist. Mm -hmm. It's sad when you read the headlines that a mother had taken her little infant and fried it. You see, sin will take you as far 
as far down the road as you will want, as you want to go, as it, as long as it, as long as it'll you let it take you. It'll make you do some of the. It'll make you do the stupidest things. It'll make you do the craziest things. You see, Satan is to destroy and to kill. But Jesus says, I'm coming to give you life, and I'm coming to give it more abundantly. He says, hey, I want, I'm the life giver. Ooh, the devil's a dead, he's a, he, he's a life taker, but Jesus is a life giver. I don't care how good of a person you are. It's not by works of righteousness which you are saved, but according to his mercy. I don't care how many times you even may go to the church and pay your tithes and your offerings and all that, but if you're not living with God, that's not living righteously. You could be the greatest philanthropist. But that will not buy your way into heaven. Hello. These men, they got up. They said, okay. They all had their little deacon committee. <laughs> and they were all in one mind, one accord. They said, well, let's just get up and let's just go. They had a decision and they made the right decision. And you know, God worked on their behalf. Woo! <laughs> Who's working for you now? If you're working for Satan, I guarantee his benefits are not benefits. Hello? You know, when you go look for a job, you you ask, well, okay, how much you, how much you pay, and then I want to know how much what the benefits are, huh? Now you just weigh this out. Now I know you don't have to go to college to get an ABC degree, but if you just go to a, just a little old mediocre place and and they pay you a couple bucks an hour or even minimum wage, and they don't have benefits, that's still not too good. Because you got to think about years ahead. But you get offered a job that pays big bucks, good benefits. Now, what are you going to take? You're going to take that good job. What does the devil offer... What does he have to offer you? Nothing but pain and sorrow, sadness, and hell. 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 It's real. It's real. It's real. I know it's real because I read about hell in the Bible. But then you turn, oh, you turn things around just like the, 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 these four lepers. They got up and they started walking to, the, to what they thought was, was, was a trap. But God intervened on their behalf. And they said, 
and they and, and the Syrians they they heard their footprints and it sounded like there was a whole herd of army coming. <laughs> God set an ambush. <laughs> what did they do? They left everything. They left everything. They left the spoils. Which meant the good things. The food, the water, everything. They went in, they looked around, and not only that, but guess what? The enemy wasn't there. <laughs> the enemy was not in town, brother. Amen. Because God performed a miracle in their behalf. So what benefits do you want, and who do you want to serve? And praise God, because God's got the best benefits you can ever have. Because if you believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ, thou shalt be saved. And if you confess your sins, you shall be saved. If you repent of your ways, you shall be saved. If you believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ, thou shalt be saved. He'll give you eternal life. He'll give you hope. And he will go and he will fight your battles for you. The problem is you're fighting. You're coming against the... the uh, 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 against the enemy that's fighting against you. But if God's for you, who could be against you? I want to be on the winning side. Hey, I remember when I used to go to school. Hey, man, I want to be on the winning side. I I don't care if I was on the last one chose on the on the soccer team or what or kickball whatever <laughs> if, I, if I was last I don't care I just want to be in line amen hey he said I've gone to prepare a place for you a place called heaven Woo! I want to go I want to go I want to see that you know, some people said, "Oh, I'm gonna settle for a cabin in the, what, in in the uh, where? Yeah, in the corner of Gloryland. Well, you can be in your own corner, and you can be in your own cabin, but I want a mansion." Why should you shortchange yourself? When you're serving Satan, you're shortchanging yourselves of the promises of God. He says, I've gone to prepare a mansion for you. So, I'll, honey, I'll take the mansion any day. I'll take the streets of gold any day. I'll take the pearly gates any day. I'll take what's in heaven any day. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Over in the book of Revelations. Oh, I'm going to get deep now. <laughs> Not really. Let me see about the 21st. About the 21st chapter of Revelation. If I want to, I want to read this to you. Can you get that? Pull that up. Twenty Revelations twenty one. I just want to read it. I, it wasn't even even in my my message. I didn't even know if, really if, how I was going to preach this message. 
But this message is for somebody. Hello. It's for somebody. Hmm. He says, Jesus says also in Revelation 21 and 4, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow. Has anybody experienced sorrow? Or death? No more crying? No more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat up on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto them, Write, for these words are true and faithful. (laughs) You know, a lot of these countries, they they want you to come to their country. But they won't tell you about the poor side of the country. Huh? All they want you to see is the glamour, the beauty, the beaches, the ocean. But they won't tell you about the poor side of town. Uh-huh. Well, I want to tell you, honey, there's no poor side of town in heaven. He's not going to trick you up with anything. What he says, it is. This is what's in store for me. I'm not going to have to cry no more. I'm not going to. I'm not going to experience pain no more. You know, we're going to have to make a lot of adjustments, aren't we? But it won't be take long. It won't take long when we get to heaven, because we're going to have a, a change of attitude, hearts. The old man, we're going to drop drop the old man's flesh off, and we're going to have a, a new body. These men, they went in. They reaped the harvest. I want to reap the harvest. I want the word. The word is like the seed. I want to see it in my, plant in my heart so I can receive the promises of God. These men, they had a determination. You've got to be determined whether you're going to serve God or not. You're going to have to make a decision. Who are you going to serve? You are going to have to realize life does not exists forever as we know it here. We will die. And if we, and yet, we do know that, because the Bible says it's appointed unto man wants to die. And after that, in the judgment, my question to you today, how will you stand before your judge? Because the Bible says, every knee shall bow. And every, every tongue shall confess. The atheists are going to have to eat their words. They say there's no God. God's going to say, there is a God and I am the God. They're going to have to confess whether they want to or not. 
Where will you spend eternity? Where will you? Where will you spend eternity? You know, it's a serious. It's a serious. As a doctor telling someone with cancer, you've only got three months to live. You know, your mind starts working. How am I going to make my life better for the next three months? Oh, I've got to fix this wheel. I've got to do that. I've got to put this in. Take this. Whatever. I've got I to gotta make some changes. But what about making a change for God? Will you stand to your feet?